he's gay. I mean, he's gay, excuse me, he's blind. If you're at lunch, or if you have no appetite, now is a good time to switch off the radio. It will not be pleasant listening. Welcome to the Lawrence Ross Show. You sound a little taller on radio. A two-hour weekly exploration into the mind of a man who calls it like he sees it, but he can't see his audience. So what if I'm blind? At least I don't have to look at your ugly face. Want to interact with this fool? You need a fucking Call or text the comment line. 813-602-2715. Hope you enjoy the program because no refunds will be issued. Don't write it and we'll do it live. The Lawrence Ross Show. What is happening, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in on TF52.com or Radio Chaos, K-A-O-S.net. Listening live. Got a lot of ground to cover this week, ladies and gentlemen. But before I get into that, do it, Stephen. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in tonight. Would love to hear from you. 813-602-2715 is the number you can text or you can call that number. The line is open right now, ladies and gentlemen, so would love to hear from you. And uh, got some pretty exciting news to announce. To, well, hang on. Let me just back up a little bit. I got to do the rest of the housekeeping stuff. I, uh, I kind of uh, jumped ahead a little bit. I'm, 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 I'm a little wound up today. Uh, but... Uh, Check it out. Uh, uh, if you want, you can send me a tweet during the show. Twitter.com at Blind Lawrence. And of which, thank you to uh, Sterile. Man, Sterile. Thanks so much for checking out the show. And thanks for, uh, you know, just hey, just th- thanks for being there, man. Greatly appreciate it. You can check out uh, the show's Facebook page. Facebook.com forward slash Ross 1987 And uh, I don't have the thing queued up, uh, the little sounder that I normally play. But I just want to say thank you to uh, Colin G. Murphy and L. Pappy for liking the page. Much appreciated. So thank you to everybody for liking the page thus far. And I uh, would like to tell you all now some pretty exciting news that I have um, uh, that I've now uh, learned. And that uh, for those of you who have the Amazon Echo, you can say to it, the uh, uh, you can say, Alexa, Play the Lawrence Ross Show podcast, and it'll play it for you. Hang on, that's my Alexa in the background. Hang on a second. Hold on a second. Hey, Alexa. Pause. Dang it. Hmm, I'm not sure. Yeah. 
real intelligence there, Alexa. But it, okay, <clears throat> okay. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. So now, now, now you can see to your Amazon Echo device, you can ask it to play the Lawrence Ross podcast, and it'll play it from Apple Podcasts by default, and it just boom jumps right to the episode, and even tells you in the episode too. And if you guys look at the little, uh, uh, if you guys look at the title, you see that I got. I have the show's initials, TLRS, and then I have the date written out in just numeric format. But Alexa will say the actual month, the date, and the year. So it'll say, now playing TRLS, uh, TLRS, March 5th, 2021, and then uh, whatever the name of the episode is that I have picked out for this week. Uh, so, uh, just, uh, that, that's, that's an interesting little, uh, uh, thing to let everybody know about. So, yeah, so, uh, uh so, uh, so hope you guys check that out. And, uh, so, yeah, and, oh, damn it. <sighs> boy, oh boy, oh boy. I know it's coming. Oh, jeez. All right. Hold on. Uh, all right, Stewie, what's happening? Hey, how's it going, man? Uh, going pretty good. Hey, look, whoa, 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 What, man, what? You know, that, that's the thing I want to talk to you about, by the way. What? That little sound that comes out of you when you talk sometimes. Not you stuttering, but yeah, 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 that, that rumbling sound. What the hell is that, man? Are you, what the hell are you doing? Are you sucking in all of your belches so you're going to lose a big one? Well, not intentionally. But it comes out on the microphone, man, and it's freaking gross, man. You gotta really, I don't know, you gotta drink less soda and more water. Come on, man, seriously. All right, all right. And, uh, oh, what, what, uh, oh, uh, what else? Because, oh, what else? Because, uh, what, uh, what else were you, uh, griping about earlier? Yeah, yeah, uh, hey, look, man, uh, I chanced to watch that, uh, uh, what's that video that you were talking about last week? Oh, uh, are you talking about the, uh, uh, the little video that I made for the uh, song that I made for Trisha Paytas? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Yeah, and let me just say, I mean, you know, great song. Very well written. Thank you. And, uh, you know, but uh, used uh, some of the same pictures, man. Well, that's because I didn't have a lot of my camera roll. You only had a 64 gigabyte iPhone, man. What have you got on there? You only have, you know, you only have so many damn pictures on there. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I was watching the video, and, you know, it's got, you know, it's got you and Trisha hanging out. You got the whole video of you guys just hanging out. There's no sound to it, though. Right, because it's overlaid with the music. Yeah, because it's overlaid with the music. And, uh, you know, and then you got, and then you got, like, the picture of you and her, like, four bloody times. I already saw it, man. So when are we going to see it again? Because it was pretty much all I had. Right, and uh, then then there's a picture of you and a mum. That's right, yeah. So, why'd you put that in there, man? And it was just, uh, I don't know, like a little sentimental kind of a thing. Oh, gosh, man. You know, you know something, man? You know something? Oh, oh, dude, seriously, man. Get that, get that sound just under control, man. It's, it's, it's very distracting, all right, I'll I'll see what I can do. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Sure. I see, said the blind man, as he picked up his hammer and saw. <laughs> All right, just 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 go back on the couch and just uh I don't know, enjoy your uh 
Pringles. That's right. Yeah, yeah, you got some Pringles. Yeah, that's right. And by the way, I think you should shave. Oh, again? Well, yeah, man. It's been about a month since you last shaved. And, uh, you know, you don't, look, you don't want to look like the Pringles guy, do you? What's wrong with the Pringles guy? Nothing's wrong with the Pringles guy. I'm just saying, man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just saying. Look, just, just. Come on, man. Just settle down, all right? All right. Kind of throw me off my damn game a little bit. All right. Okay. So, uh, anyway. Okay. So, enough of that. Uh, but uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and checking out the program. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, so, okay. So, personal recaps. So, Friday evening, basically just uh, checked out the program for quality purposes. They actually be He's an egomaniac. All right. Um, yeah, so did that. And uh, checked out this series, which is it's on Hulu, but it's also on the History Channel. But Hulu only has the first three episodes up of uh, season one. And I, and I, I know History Channel is doing more. I, just, I, I guess I just got to wait for Hulu to sync that up to their network, uh, sync that up to, you know, however it is they do it. But I was checking out... This documentary, uh, this this little documentary series called "The Food That Built America," and it's really good. And you think you think there's corruption and and uh, uh, complicit activities and just and just bitterness? Now, I mean, you should check out this documentary, folks, because it talks about Kellogg's and Post. They didn't. Uh, 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 this this guy John Kellogg and this guy CW Post they didn't like each other. Uh, the Mars Corporation Frank and Foster was a father son kind of a deal, and, and this this and this and this this kind of cracked me up. It was it was really interesting. It was really interesting how 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 they basically met because Foster was uh, Frank Frank Mars was the father and Foster Mars was the son, and Frank. I think he only saw his son like one time in his entire life. And it was it was when he was a baby. And then get this. 18 years later, Forrest Mars gets busted and he has to make a phone call and he calls his dad to pick him up from jail and his dad picked him up. <laughs> it's it's like that's I don't know that's it's so so wild to me. That sounds like I don't know that that's, that sounds like something you'd see in like in like Florida or uh, something. But let me just digress. That's not everybody in Florida. I'm just saying that's kind of an, it's kind of a it, that 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 kind of sounds like something out of a country song, really. You know, you know that that whole thing. You know, went to prison. My daddy had to pick me up, and so they started their whole Mars corporate uh, Mars Incorporated thing, and 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 it got pretty heated. Like I think, if I remember correctly, I think it was uh, Foster wanted thirty percent of the profits or he'd or he'd walk and it was just it was just it was just really interesting and it was and and it also talked about the invention of uh, coca-cola how basically the original guy who invented coca-cola when he died he, he basically just left he left he left everything behind and uh and so uh and, and so other people had to handle it but it was but but it's, it's really good i mean go i mean Go check it out if you want to. It's it's really good, and they actually have John Hine from the Howard Stern uh, wrap up show, and it's and there's some clips of him talking about uh, talking about some food items and stuff because John is a big aficionado of uh, 
fast food and all that stuff. You're projecting, man. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, hang on. Hey, hey, hey. Wait, hang on a second. Hey, get on mic, man. Seriously. Yeah, you're projecting, man. That's kind of what you do, you know? Well, I used to, but now I've really, not really tapered off. Yeah, okay. I mean, I know you make burgers for yourself with that George Foreman grill. And you get pizza from Pizza Hut. You get the little pies, though. Get the big pies, man. Go big or go home. Douche. All right. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. So I got that. Okay. So that has been taken care of. And also, uh, so Sunday was uh, laundry day. Make sure you separate the, you know, the color, you know, the color clothing from the white clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you. Um... So, yeah, so did that. Oh, jeez. And then, uh, so, and also this week I wrote uh, two brand new songs, which uh, will be debuting tonight. As a matter of fact, you know, I might as well run the first one tonight that I got in the, uh, uh, that I got in the uh, chamber tonight. This is an idea that I, uh, this is an idea that I came up, I thought of this idea one day while I was at work, listening to the radio a lot, uh, um, uh, uh, I don't know, it just, it, I don't know, music tends to inspire me a lot these days. And so, I was thinking about uh, that Beach Boys song, California Girls, and I decided to have a little fun with it. And this is called, and this is called Alcoholic Girls. Now, let me just say that this does not, in any way, shape, or form, reflect my true opinions, my true thoughts, and what I'm looking for. It's just, it's just an idea that I had for a song. So now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is Alcoholic Girls on The Lawrence Ross Show. Back after this. Oh my God, she's so hot. Look at that, she can fit that whole bottle in her mouth. The meth head girls are way too thin, they're always pulling out their hair. And the cigarette girls are so damn uptight They always bump me for some squares The marijuana puffers are so sweet and lots of fun But I just want a girl who can throw back the hooch And then go tanning in the sun A fucking bottle of hooch I wish they all could be alcoholic I wish they all could be alcoholic I wish they all could be alcoholic girls I want a woman who can drink like the stoner smoke purple kush Maybe one evening down at a Texas dive I'll share Jaeger shots with Jenna Bush The ladies I am after aren't on YouTube, Snapchat, or Vine I want to seal the deal with a real good meal And a couple glasses of wine I wish they all could be alcoholic I wish they all could be alcoholic I wish they all could be alcoholic Girls Girls who get drunk and throw up at breakfast What's the difference between a drunk and an alcoholic? The drunk doesn't have to go to those stupid meetings. 
There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you all enjoyed it. Oh, great. Now this is the part of the show where, for some reason, you feel the need to explain all the damn source material so people will actually get the references. Well... Well, because I like to. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, no, no. You know what that means? You know what that means, ladies and gentlemen? It just means this egomaniac likes to hear himself talk. That's exactly what the hell it is. All right, well, well, you're in it, Stewie. Oh, yes, I know, of course, and thank you for using that. And uh, that was when I was talking about Susie Swanson because you took the bloody clip out of context. Bastard! Sheesh. All right, so there was that, and uh, the clip of the guy going, a fucking bottle of hooch, that is from a Jerky Boys call, where Frank Rizzo talked about the time when he was ran over by a vehicle. That is off of the Jerky Boys 3, track 22. Nobody gives a flying crap. All right. (laughs) Um, So that is in there. That belch was not from me, by the way, just to let everybody know. That's not from me. That was a sound effect that I had in my uh, archives. And then uh, the last two clips, the first one, the guy saying girls will get drunk and throw up at breakfast, that is the late, great George Carlin. That's from a uh, piece he did called People I Could Do Without. And that last little clip of the guy telling the joke, that is uh, from uh, Jackie, the joke man, Markling, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, So that is that. So hope you all enjoyed that. And, uh, so yeah, so, not much else really else to say in regards to all that madness. And in regards to, uh, sports, the only thing that I'm really going to cover is, well, you know, it's, it's, this is, this, this is a real nice story because think of, okay, okay, think of this episode as the calm before the storm. going to have some fun, going to have a couple of laughs. Going to tell a lot of jokes tonight. Bunch of, uh, bunch of, oh my gosh, bunch of uh, Irish jokes. Bunch of uh, jokes about nuns and uh, some uh, Catholic jokes. Yeah, because they're kind of, you know, uh, well, you know, it's because it's same, uh, because, uh, you know, Irish Catholics and Irish people. Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, I mean, we're Irish. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I know that, man. Uh, no, wait, hang on a second. No, actually, no, wait, hang on a second. You know, you know, actually, you know, actually, you know, you're Irish Catholics. You know, you're, you're, you're not exactly truly, I don't know. I don't know, man. Y'all don't have that accent. Well, Stewie, I, I know that you don't have that accent. I mean, I mean, for crying out loud, you sound like Rex Harrison. Well, that's because my creator, uh, Seth MacFarlane, he's a big uh, fan of all those uh, plays and stuff. Yeah, I know, man. Anyway, based off of uh, 1964, uh, My Fair Lady. Oh, yes, that's right. Very observant of you. And, uh, and Seth has done a couple of homages to that, uh, to that play in, 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 in the uh, program. As a matter of fact, uh, you, you, uh, um, it, it, was, it, was kinda, it was a subplot in the episode where you were, uh, where you were trying to teach, what was her name again? Oh, gosh. Oh, 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 that's right. Yes. Yes. Eliza Pinchley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eliza Pinchley. Do you still uh, keep in touch with her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, we do, as a matter of fact. She actually just messaged me on Instagram. Oh, she did? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Well, good for you, dude. Uh, but that's uh, season, uh, that's, uh, season three, episode four, by the way. 
Um, yeah. So anyway, uh, anyway, yeah. So getting back to the uh, sports thing real quick. The, the only real thing I'm going to cover is this. Uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a nice story about Mike Evans from the from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this is him uh, interacting with a kid who has cancer, and I just. I, I, I love the attitude of the kid in this. The, the, the kid's attitude is, hey, look, I'm not going to let cancer impact me. I'm just going to have fun and just talk with an athlete who's, you know, just is, is just, you know, is taking time out of his schedule to hang out with me virtually. But nevertheless, here it is from uh, courtesy of the Fox 13 Tampa Bay YouTube channel. You just say that so you can cite your sources, you amateur journalist. Uh, well, I just, I like to, uh, I like to cite my sources, you know, I, I like to say where I got stuff from. Walter Cronkite. Yo, okay, whatever. Walter Cronkite's bitch. Who is your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero, it has to be Batman, but I really start to like Iron Man a lot. Talking superheroes and video games, little Landon Sapien was quite the natural, interviewing his sports hero, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver, Mike Evans. The chatting part was pretty fun, and I was pretty excited. The eight-year-old Tampa boy is a hero in his own right. He's been battling ALL T-cell leukemia for a year and a half. His mother, Amy, says it's the less common kind. It is three and a half years of chemo. So we still have 90 more weeks of chemo ahead of us. Landon was chosen to be a part of the Vince Lombardi Cancer Foundation's upcoming 50 Faces of Cancer fundraiser on March 11th, where kids fighting the disease interview some of the NFL's greatest players. As for what superpower Landon would choose, he told one of the NFL's fastest this. I would choose fast if I if there was one that I'm also, I'm already heard pretty darn fast. <laughs> All right, well, you already got that one. <laughs> Afterwards, Amy says she overheard the two playing video games for two entire hours. I have a um, baby monitor. So I was at my desk and I could hear them and they're playing and they're just like talking like old friends. Evan's leaving the invite on the table for any future time Landon sees his username online. So he said as long as his lobby's not full. I can jump into a game with him in the future. With another year and a half of treatment, it's certainly a bright spot he can look forward to. In Tampa, Jennifer Holton, Fox 13 News. Ah, so there you go. That, that's, you know, that's, 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 that's a nice story. You know, that, that's, 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 a ni- that's a nice feel-good story that we can all appreciate. We can all enjoy it. <clears throat> so that's all I got in regards to uh, sports. Uh, uh I got a text earlier this week from uh, Jim Rome uh, said that he would be uh, in the basement for a little bit of time. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure if he's feeling on his March Madness bracket, uh, bracket or a, yeah, bracket. What the hell's a bracket, man? I don't know, man. Look, dude, seriously, can you just go back on the couch or something and just, uh, yeah, eat my Pringles. Yeah, eat your Pringles. Dick. Dick. All right. <laughs> Okay, well, you know, how about if I just get into some jokes? All right, here we go. Some of these are going to be short, some of these are going to be a little long. But anyway, just uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. And, uh, okay. 
Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think which one I want to do first because there's so many good ones. Eh, I'll start off with a classic. <clears throat> a nun and a priest are going across the desert on a camel. All of a sudden, the camel drops dead. They do everything to try and revive it. They pound on its heart. Give it mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. <sighs> Nothing. Camel's dead as a doornail. The nun looks at the priest. She says, Father, we are sure to die out here. But you know, Father, I've been raised in a convent all my life, and I've never seen what's between a man's legs. Can you do me a favor, Father, and show me? So the priest obliges. He pulls down his pants, and he's got a big one. The nun is taken aback. She says, Oh, my, oh good Lord, Father, what is that? He says, my dear child, this is what gives life. The nun says, why don't you sing it up that camel's ass? We'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and yes, I know what you're thinking. I know the accent. I, I know the voice totally changed at the end there. I just, I don't know. I just, I, I, I lost it for some reason. All right. Okay. Now in a couple of, uh, okay. Now in a couple of short ones. <clears throat> a priest is teaching a nun how to swim. She says, father, will I really sing if you take your finger out? And let's see, another one here. <clears throat> I like this one. <clears throat> the Mother Superior is bicycle riding with about a dozen nuns, and the nuns are giggling and carrying on. The Mother Superior says, Calm down now, girls. I'm going to put those seats back on those bikes. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I don't get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stewie, maybe it's best that you probably shouldn't have asked that one. Uh, I'll explain it to you, uh, Later. <laughs> Eesh. Okay. <clears throat> okay. All right. <clears throat> There's two Irish guys are at a bar. And uh, the first one says the second one, So where are you from? Second guy says, I'm from Ireland. First guy says, By God, I'm from Ireland. What's, uh, what part of Ireland? Second guy says, I'm from Kilkenny. First guy says, By God, I'm from Kilkenny. What road did you go up on? Second guy says, I grew up on 217 Green Street. First guy says, by God, I grew up on 217 Green Street. Let's see if we get out of here and go grab a beer someplace else. So they leave. A few minutes later, a customer walks in. He says to the bartender, any, uh, any business tonight, man? The bartender goes, nah, just the drunken O'Reilly. <laughs> just the drunken O'Reilly twins. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's a good one. <clears throat> All right. Let's see. Eh... I'll do a few more. It's <clears throat> a woman named Colleen. She's a very devoutly Catholic woman. She gets married and has 10 children. Then her husband dies. She goes into mourning and doesn't get married for three months. Then she has 10 more children. Then her second husband passes away. About two weeks later, Colleen passes away. At Colleen's funeral, the priest looks skyward and he says, At last! They're together. Guy in the front row says, Excuse me, father? You mean her and her first husband? Or her and her second husband? Priest goes, I mean her legs. Hmm. Ah, good one. <laughs> Where does an Irish family go on vacation? To a different bar. <clears throat> an Irish guy stumbles into, stumbles into a confessional 
but the priest doesn't hear him talk for a few minutes. So the priest bangs on the wall. The drunk says, forget it. There's no paper in this one either. <laughs> That's just gross, man. Oh, shut up. You feel your diaper up, don't you? Yeah, man, but I got toilet paper. He didn't. Yeah, that was the point. D- dude, that was the point of the joke. Oh, jeez. All right. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Drunk guy's walking out of a bar. He's walking down the sidewalk, and he sees two nuns coming the other way. At the last second, the two nuns walk around him. The drunk says, eh, how the hell did she do that one? <laughs> a drunk comes stumbling out of a bar. He sees a nun walking down the sidewalk, and he just beats the living crap out of her. And then he says to her, you're not too tough tonight, are you, Batman? <laughs> you're going to get canceled because of that joke. Oh, dude. Uh, you know, I don't have a lot of staying power. I mean, I don't have a lot of pull, so... I think I'm fine. I, th- I think I'm in the clear. Yeah, yeah, boo crap, you're in the clear. Boo crap, man. This is going to be unearthed like 10 years later, man, and you're going to be screwed. I don't think I am, man, but I am going to be going on a whole anti-cancel culture thing uh, later on tonight. You're going to be a casualty. Shut up. All right. Um, let's see, a couple more jokes here. <laughs> All right, uh, here's one. Okay. Uh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, I like this one. Two Irish guys are fishing, and one guy snags something. He reels it in. It's a bottle, and he takes it off the hook, and all of a sudden, a genie pops out. Genie says, one wish. What do you want? The first Irish guy says, turn the lake into beer. Genie goes, poof, turns the lake into beer. First Irish guy says, the second Irish guy, oh, what do you think? Second guy says, oh, great move. Now we got to piss in the boat, you asshole. <laughs> Okay. Three priests. Oh, jeez. All right. <clears throat> three priests are in a boat with three young boys, and the boat starts to sink. The first priest says, we got to save the boys. Second priest says, fuck the boys. Third priest says, do you think we got time? <laughs> oh, you are... You're going to go to hell for that joke. <laughs> All right. And uh, just one more here. This is the closer. How did one of... Th- how did the priest know one of the nuns was on the rag? Uh-oh. He tasted blood on the altar boy's cock. Ew! Ew! Oh, gross, man. Ew! 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 Yuck, man. Ew! D- ew! 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 Quit while you're ahead, you bastard! Ew! Gross! All right. Okay. Takes care of that. Now, uh, getting into, uh, let's see here. Where's the one thing I want to do? Okay. Okay, let's see here. Okay, well, you know, since I did, since I did a few uh, jokes about uh, nuns, found this video on uh, Grunge on uh, YouTube. And uh, they do a lot of interesting uh, videos, and a lot of them are, uh, a lot of them are like, uh, information videos and a lot of them are like titled like tragic details of this this and this or things you didn't know about this and it's it's really interesting stuff actually it, it's it's a little bit like weird history but it's a little bit more str- it's it's more straightforward really they 
I'll look at that later. Um, but yeah. Um, so here's interesting. Uh, so this is an interesting little thing about uh, nuns and what they uh, and uh, what they go through. So uh, here you go. There are lots of different orders within the Catholic Church, and they have slightly different rules for how to be a nun. But while traditions, ceremonies, and rules of conduct may differ from order to order or convent to convent, there are some rules that almost all nuns have to follow. One of the most important things to note is the often confused difference between a sister and a nun, which is especially confusing thanks to the fact that nuns refer to each other by the title sister. According to Simply Catholic, though, a sister deals with outreach. They might work in healthcare or do community work like at soup kitchens, that type of thing. Or they may have more typical-sounding jobs, like working in a non-profit liturgical printing press, for instance. Wait, wait, liturgical? What the heck is liturgical? I, uh, I don't know what, uh, not what that means. Get a dictionary and don't ask one of you little, uh, uh, don't ask one of you, uh, uh, your little, uh, uh, gadgets. Yeah, gadgets, Matt. Get a dictionary. Bastard. Either way, sisters usually live in a convent, a sisters-based residence that might contain a chapel, individual rooms, and so on, and leave when necessary. A nun, on the other hand, lives in a monastery and pretty much never leaves. These nuns live lives that are separate from the world, dedicated to meditation and consecrated to God. If you envision a Buddhist monk or any other cross-cultural, universal idea of an isolated hermetic individual dedicating their lives to quiet study, introspection, and a focus away from all things secular, then you've got a good baseline from which to work to understand the rules nuns have to follow. Well, I got a good monastery. Uh, um, uh, I got a good joke about uh, about about uh, monks in a uh, monastery. So I will. Uh, uh, so I'll get to that. Uh, when there's time, of course. In the case of nuns, they also believe they serve a spiritual function, using their prayers as a constant entreaty and intercession to the divine on behalf of humanity. A modern nun's overall basic schedule isn't too different from what it would have been hundreds of years ago. Get up, pray, eat, pray, clean a bit, read, work, have some conversation, and so on. Every nun nowadays has to follow their orders and monastery's daily schedule. Some are stricter than others, and some are more outgoing. Outgoing enough that they have websites explaining to the world what exactly it is that they do. For instance, orders such as the Benedictines in Herefordshire, England, get up at 5 a.m., pray, eat, have free time, work in the garden, and so on. The Visitation Sisters of Philadelphia have a similar routine, starting the day at 5.30 a.m. and engage in similar activities, including arts and crafts projects and computer-based projects. The Carmelites of Colorado... Can you do uh, technical support for me, uh, sister? <laughs> because uh, I got some sort of uh, virus going on here. I'm kidding. Springs likewise do a lot of sewing and domestic activities, as well as bookkeeping and community correspondence online. Interspersed within these schedules is the Liturgy of Hours, a series of prayers and services throughout the day, such as Lauds, First Service, or Compline, Last Service. And of course, like the rest of us, they have to do regular chores, like washing the dishes or milking the cows. Every morning, I take my cup of coffee to my cow, and I squirt milk straight into the coffee. You can do that, right. yeah. The general attitude of the entire... What, what kind of coffee you... <laughs> what kind of coffee... Coffee she drinks uh, but it reminds me of this uh scene in kingpin where and it's it, it, it it's kind of wild because one is of coffee and one is of a uh a cow so there's one scene where uh woody harrelson he plays this uh he, he is uh um he's he okay so there's so there's one scene where he's on this farm with this amish family and he's talking to him and he says hey i milked your cow 
And the guy says, we don't have a cow, we have a bull. And then he says, I'm going to go brush my teeth. Ew, ew, ew. Look, Stu, if you got to puke, just go to the bathroom, man, seriously. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> there's, there's, there's. Hang on a second. Colin just, uh, hang on a second. Uh, Colin just sent me a message saying I haven't been broadcasting. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm on TF52.com right now, man. I'm not sure if you're listening on RadioChaos.net, but either way, I'm, I'm on, man. It's on because I'm monitoring on my, uh, I'm monitoring on my phone. Egomaniac. Ugh. Stewie, you okay, man? You want me to get a towel? Oh, oh you got it? Okay, good. Uh, all right. And then, then there's another scene in uh, Kingpin where, 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 where it shows Woody Harrelson's character. He's hung over and he spills coffee on the baby. Oh, that, that, that's such an underrated movie. It really is. Okay. Backing up a little bit. Our proceedings is reverent and internal or as St. Paul called it in first Thessalonians. They quote, pray without ceasing. If you've ever heard the word mindfulness, remaining appreciative of the moment, one's life, the world's interconnectedness, then you've sort of got the idea. Though mindfulness as a practice itself is of course, Buddhist in origin. That takes us to the big ticket items that most people know, which are universal for all nuns, the vows of chastity, poverty, and obedience. Wow. I mean, I know about chastity, you know, no, uh, kind of like what you're going through. Oh, shut up. Nun's vow of chastity gets a lot of attention. It's understandably difficult for most folks to accept and imagine as sexual relationships are prohibited no matter how much desire. They got those chastity belts, man. I wonder, I wonder, uh, can it, uh, I wonder, I wonder, you know, can you, you know, can you call any belt a chastity belt or do you have to, uh, I don't know, or, or is that like a different thing altogether? I don't know. Anyway, continuing. Still, nuns have a lot of other ways to express their love for their fellow human beings, such as community service, prayer, and devotional activities, and communing with the divine in a more universal way. The phrases married to Jesus or brides of Christ are often invoked in this case. A vow of poverty may be equally difficult to imagine in our capitalist world, but if you've ever felt swallowed by the emptiness of a consumerist life and the hollow, unending appropriation of meaningless goods, then the idea of living simply might sound appealing. Sounds like a very minimalistic kind of a thing. Which, I mean, hey, some people are into that. Yeah, uh, minimalist, is that a reference to your weight? And that's what it really is. Oh, dude, oh boy. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Just you wait during the interlude, man. We're gonna, oh boy, I don't know, man. Not a vow of being destitute, but rather one of not engaging in excess. Tear down, dial it back. Own your own soap, of course, but detach yourself from material things in lieu of spiritual things, which is a sentiment shared by numerous other faiths as well. And finally, obedience. Obedience to what? Well, to a life lived in imitation of Jesus, of course. Of course, following all these rules isn't for everyone, but for those who decide on this particular life path, there's a sequence of steps that must be followed, a multi-year application process to ensure that would-be nuns are serious about the whole thing. Wow, a multi-year application process man I, I, I wonder just you know i just you know i wonder how that i wonder how that works i mean like uh you know i, I wonder what the form for that is like you know it's like name date of birth uh place of birth all that stuff photo id uh i don't know uh i honestly i honestly wouldn't know but uh 
Eh, but I, wow, I didn't know multi-year application process. Anyway, continuing. There are differences according to order, Benedictines versus Dominicans versus Passionists and so on. But according to Alutea, the overall structure is the same for everyone. Being an aspirant means that someone has formally approached an order and said that they want to join. They continue to live amid society for another year or two while doing outreach, projects, teaching, monitoring social media, whatever needs doing with their chosen community. A postulant has formally moved into the monastery, but she's not allowed to be called the sister and wears different clothing from nuns who have made their final steps. Wait a second, now wait a second, formally moved in? What does that just mean, formally moved in? I mean, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like she's rolling up there with a U-Haul with all of her stuff behind her. I mean, like, how... How exactly does that work? I mean, like, what is she like? I don't know. Wish she'd go up to one of the priests and say, hey, Father, can I crash here? I honestly don't know. I mean, anyway, continuing. This is supposed to be a time of intense inward focus that lasts maybe six months. Sister, have you considered the seriousness of what you're doing? Yes. A novice- I don't know what... I don't know where they got that clip from. ...has been officially accepted and can start classes and training, take vows, and possibly... Oh, wait, hang on. I missed a name. Standby. Dun, 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 dun. ...change her name. After this, there are ranks leading up to fully professional... Hold on. ...that's none, and eventually Mother Superior, who's in charge of a monastery. Some other rules nuns have... God, stinking thing. <laughs> Some they can't go backwards. Yeah, but anyway. Uh, well, if you guys want to watch the video in its entirety, you can check out uh, Grunge... On YouTube, it's rules nuns must follow. Uh, so you can watch it in its entirety without me pausing and uh, commenting and making yourself look like a total jackass because you know nothing about the Catholic Church. To follow, as Kiwi Report says, keep on your habits, no luxury foods. And as of a 2016 papal instruction by Pope Francis. Wait, wait, hang on a second. Hang on, hang on. Hang on. No luxury foods? Okay, so I guess caviar's off the table. Limit social media. Now that might be the hardest vow of all. Yeah, stay off social media there, sister. Uh, so that was that. <laughs> all right. Okay, now let's see what else. Oh, 42 minutes past the top of the hour. And let's see. What do I want to do here? Okay, well, okay. So I got that taken care of. And everyone's been talking about how it's been a year since the pandemic has basically uh, been around, I guess you could say globally. And well, the good news is that it's looking like we are coming out on the other side of this. Finally, we've all to be patient. I know that I've lost my patience many times over this, but that's just unfortunately the way it is. And 2020 is the lost year. But nevertheless, I figure I'd go ahead and run all three of the Chrono songs that I've done uh, back to back to back because you're an egomaniac and uh, you're trying to kill for some time. Well, there is that. Um, well, not about the egomaniac part, but <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you're going to hear the uh, three coronavirus songs. Uh, you're going to hear fucking Corona from June. You're going to hear I Don't Think the Pandemic Will End, which I am honestly thinking about retiring that one because it does not reflect who I truly am. Well, or maybe I'll probably just keep it in rotation because it exemplifies, I guess, a different viewpoint. And then there's uh, the Beatles parody that I did uh, yesterday. So here you go. Enjoy it. And I'll be back in about, oh, nine minutes and I'll talk a little bit more and then I'm going to go to break again. You're running out of content, man. Shut up. Back after this, it's the Lawrence Ross Show. 
Thanks for tuning in. This damn coronavirus has been around for too long. Can't relax on the patio or mow the fucking lawn. Hindsight's 2020, but I think all our hopes are gone. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking corona. Fuck, 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 fucking corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. As the days crawl by, we wonder, will this shit ever end? When can we have a pool party with our neighbors and friends? I want to go to Taco Bell or Applebee's again. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Our bank accounts got slightly bigger, so that doesn't suck. But the checks came from the government, they're all a bunch of schmucks. In solidarity, we scream, you incompetent fucks. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. Fuck, 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 fucking Corona. This shit keeps dragging on. Please, give me out of this shithole. Summer has come and passed, but it was not a fucking blast. I don't think the pandemic will end. Everyone says this too shall pass. Well, I don't mean to sound real crass. I don't think... The pandemic will end. Socially distancing, we're all six feet apart. Can't date a sweet woman, I can't give her my heart. Ah, boo-hoo! Everyone says hope for the best. But I think all our hope is lost. I don't think 
the pandemic will end. Summer has come and passed, but it was not a fucking blast. I don't think the pandemic will end. Lunch at Taco Bell with friends. When the hell can we do that again? I don't think the pandemic will end. Socially distancing, we're all six feet apart. Can't date a sweet woman, I can't give her my heart. Everyone says hope for the best, but I think all our hope is lost. I don't think. The pandemic will end. Summer has come and passed, but it was not a fucking blast. I don't think the pandemic will end. Lunch at Taco Bell with friends. When the fuck can we do that again? I don't think... The pandemic will end I don't think The pandemic will end I don't think The pandemic will end Yesterday, when we used to go outside and play, the pandemic has us locked away. Oh, take me back to yesterday, quarantine. Everything is on my iPhone screen. 
Here's a cure tiger blood from Charlie Sheen. No, he might have COVID-19. Man, this is so long. We wonder when it will pass. Trump and Fauci blab, but their heads are up their asses yesterday. When we used to hang and celebrate, no poon tank, so we all just masturbate. Oh, take me back to yesterday. We all wear these masks I wonder is a bank getting robbed when this is all done can a girl please give me a blowjob yesterday we would always hang around and play the pandemic has us locked away oh take me back to yesterday thank you for that mini concert you uh oh gosh man what the hell man Seriously, what do you think you're gonna get a record deal out of that, man? Do you think? Uh, do you really think? Do you really think if you put all that stuff up on iTunes, you think people would buy it? Well, I don't, well, I've been. Well, I don't want to get into that just now, but I mean, well, maybe. I mean, I honestly don't know, man. I, I, I got, I got, I got to mull some stuff over, man. But yeah, but anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the program. I'm uh, gonna be going to break here in just a little bit, but I figure I'm going to tell you this uh, quick. Uh, wait, where the hell is it? There we go. All right. Hang on a minute. There we go. Okay, just make sure I had it. Okay, good. All right. Okay. I just want to tell us a joke, and then I got to go into the uh, the break because I want to because uh, uh, I want to be yapping at around the right right around the seven o'clock hour. No, I'm sorry. Uh, the second hour of the program. So, without further ado, here is the monastery joke that I told y'all. Uh, uh, yeah, here's the monastery joke I was going to tell you. And uh, here it is. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so this monk goes into this uh, temple, and he sees all the monks copying ancient scriptures. And he says, uh, excuse me, but don't you think that there's a possibility we could be copying the wrong thing? And one of the other monks says, what are you talking about? The other monk says, well, look, there's a possibility that maybe there could have been something that was misprinted, and it's now just being copied over and over again. One of the other monks says, all right, well, look, I'll take, I'll take a copy of what we're doing right now, and I'll study it against the original. So the guy goes, and so, 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 the, guy, so the guy leaves, and he start, and a couple hours later, no one's heard from him, and the, and the original monk who posed the question, he starts looking for him. He goes through all the catacombs, and all of a sudden, he starts hearing a little sound, a little, little faint noise, a little bit of a, uh, I don't know. Uh, some sobbing, as it were. And as he gets closer, it gets louder and louder and louder. He opens the door, and it's the monk, and he's banging his head on the table. And he goes, celebrate! The word was celebrate! Ha, 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 ha. 
Very funny. All right. Okay. Coming up after the break, ladies and gentlemen, I got radio history. I've got an Andrew Cuomo song. And what else? Stay tuned and you will find out. This is the Lawrence Ross Show live on TF52.com and RadioCast.net. Available in podcast form on iTunes and Spotify and on your Amazon Echo. Back after this. Thanks for listening. You're listening to a show hosted by a man with a face for radio. His disgusting, repulsive physical condition will be enough to convince you to stay sober. But he does have a very passionate personality. That man insults me. The Lawrence Ross Show will continue after this. Hello? Yes, Eric there. This is me. Eric, how are you? Listen, you're the piano tuning guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, the butt nut. Listen, I need you to do me a favor. Who is this? This is uh, Frank Rizzo. I got a problem over here. Uh, who are you? I'm calling you because I need a little help. Right. Uh, have I ever done pianos for you before? No, you haven't. Okay, well, where'd you get my name from? Uh, we got it out of the book, but I'll tell you what, I got a problem here. Huh? I, my fucking dog is inside the piano. He jumped, he must have jumped up there and got wedged down in the fucking wires. And I need you to help me do something. I don't know shit about this tuning. Get him out of there. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now. Well, I mean, your dog is stuck inside. Yeah, he jumped inside there. He's scared of me. I'm always beating him and whatnot. I got my wife over here screaming to get the fucking dog from the piano. Well, uh, I'm sorry, you know, uh, uh, I am not on call like a doctor. Uh, no. Well, uh, I could really use the help there, Eric. He's fucking, he's wedged in there. I don't know how to get him out of there. He's snapping at me. Where do you live? He stripped his fucking teeth. He's snapping. He's uh, he's really in bad shape. You expect me to to, attack, to take your dog that's snapping and barking and biting to get him out of a piano? Well, I don't think. Hey, he's a little too tough for me, there, Eric. Come on, I I need your help here, fruitcake. Please. Uh, what kind of dog is this? He's a Rottweiler. And you're Rottweiler. No, I'm sorry. You'll have to call somebody else. Ah, for Christ's sake! I can't count on you, people. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bye. Okay. Like the whiskey and the bar 
Sin was the big thing, Lord, and sin was star. And there's fire on the mountain, lightning in the air, golden in wheels, and it's waiting for me After eating some pizza rolls, <coughs> trying to put someone famous for the show, Bullshit. or he's probably on social media pining for his audience. Ah, boohoo! Want to interact with this guy? Call or text 813 602 2715. Please check the number and try your call again. This is the Lawrence Ross Ross Show. What's happening, everybody? Hope you're enjoying the program thus far. You guys just heard the Jerky Boys piano tuner, followed by the Marshall Tucker Band with Fire on the Mountain. And now I've got the Beatles while my guitar gently weeps in the background as the bumper music. We don't give a crap. Shut up. All right. 
Okay, 813-602-2715 if you want to get it on the program tonight. They bought and sold your love. Sold the moon without you, douchebag. All right. I got it, man. Sheesh. Okay. Thanks for checking out the program, everybody. And uh, thanks to my dad for the uh, feedback. He, 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 li- he likes the interaction that uh, we're having, uh, Stewie. Yeah, good for him, man. What, do you want a cookie? No, I'm, I'm just saying, man. Sheesh. All right. Okay. Now, I want to get into some radio history here. Let's see. Where, where, where is that thing? Let's see. This. And all right. Here we go. And it's t- time for the standard introduction. Get on the microphone in a serious manner. The Howard Stern Show. Hey now. The Phil Hendry Show. I love laundry. And all the other radio shows in between. Have a bad night. <laughs> it's time for radio history with Lawrence Ross. Crap. Wait, wait, wait. Shoot. Oh no, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Hold on a Dang it. Hold on a minute. Oh. Uh, shoot. Hold on, hold on. Hang on. Hang on. Mulligan. Get on the microphone in a serious manner. The Howard Stern Show. Hey now. Just making sure that it worked. The Phil Hendry Show. Oh, I love laundry. And all the other radio shows in between. Have a bad night. <laughs> it's time for Radio History with Lawrence Ross. Okay, here we go now. Okay, take two. <clears throat> Okay, there we go. Okay, here we go. Okay, take two. Okay, so we go back to March 9th, 2005 on the Phil Hendry Show. Justin McElroy, a senior at Kenyon High School. He's also the class president there. He wants the freedom to say whatever he wants in public without any sort of repercussions whatsoever. And this dude from Philadelphia calls up and uh, gets into it with him a little bit. So here's an excerpt from that evening. How do you expect to get anywhere in life? Where are you from, man? Are you, like, from America? Oh, yeah, man. I'm from America. He's got an accent. He's probably from Philadelphia. Are you from Philly? Yeah, I'm from Philly. Do you like Misho Shoop? Well, you know what, buddy? (sighs) You're not going anywhere in life with that attitude, Man. Okay, so you can hear that one on Phil's Best of 2005 album, Are You For Real? That's disc number one, cut number eight. And that is called Justin McElroy and the Lateral Lisp. So check that one out. That one's uh, that one's a lot of fun. Now going to March 12th, this exact date, 2004. It was a Friday. Who gives a shit? Well, whoa, whoa, Stewie. Damn, man. You, uh... Uh, you kiss your mother with that mouth? No, it would have killed her, man, because she gives you broccoli. Yeah, no, I saw that episode, man. That was that was really weird, man. You and Brian and the whole Terminator uh, deal. Yeah, that was really yeah, that was really weird. But uh, you know, I hope that James Cameron doesn't sue us for making fun of his movies. No, it's fine, dude. All right, so March twelfth, two thousand four, on the Phil Hendry Show, Ted Bell, the owner of the Ted's of Beverly Hills Steakhouse. Uh, he joined the program to uh, get on Phil's case because Phil talking about the rise in gas prices was driving what Ted calls low-rate customers to his upscale restaurant. And here's an excerpt from that evening. If people can answer a simple question, I will let them into my restaurant. For instance, tonight we're asking... Why do you have to answer questions? Because I don't want you sitting there saying, Hi, could I have the filet mignon and is it snapper tonight? God. <laughs> Rice pilaf, Asian dish, or a dead Vietnamese man? 
my gosh. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I, I, I love that line. That When I first heard that line, I just, oh, man, I was, I was in the bathtub just, uh, just taking a bath. Ew, gross. Ew, I don't want to think about that, man. Well, don't, man. Jeez. And, uh. And, and, and I, I, I caught the replay on 970WFLA the following Monday, and I just, oh, it was, it was great. I was howling, and I thought, man, that, that'd be awesome if it, made, if it made the cut for the CD. And actually, I emailed the Phil Hunter Show back in the day with some uh, suggestions for the new album, and that was one of them, and I put that one at the top of the list, and it made the cut. Well, good for you, man. You want a cookie? No. I'm just saying. I mean, it's. I mean, like maybe they maybe they liked it enough already, but I'd like to somewhat think I kind of helped out. You like to think it. Okay, wait. Hang on. Uh, all right. Hang on. I'm gonna deal with you later, dude. All right. Um, but yeah. Okay. So now we go to 2007 on the Howard Stern Show. This requires just a little. This this is gonna have a little bit of a uh, backstory here. So on March 7th, Howard took a call from this guy who says he went to high school with Eric the Midget. And he said that Eric the Midget was just incredibly problematic even back then. And the so a couple days later, uh, it was actually on this date in 2007. This is known as Eric the Midget orders a mafia hit. <laughs> because Eric the Midget. He somehow became friends with Johnny Frotto. And Johnny Frotto, his dad was this mafioso guy out of Chicago. So Eric leaves a message for Johnny. And this is just so it's 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 iconic, is what it is. So here we go. Here is the message. Hey Johnny, did you catch the replays with dumbass from that was supposedly from my school called in and said that I ruined the school because of having them do construction and everything. Find that guy. His name is Gary. You know what to do. You know what to do. Just find him. Oh, oh that's funny. Hang on. Find him. Don't worry. Oh, dang it. Hang on, hang on. I'm trying to keep this thing up properly. Hang on. Find him. There we go. Okay, okay, now I got it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so that was that. It's just, it's, 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 it's so funny to hear that coming from a guy of that size. And then, it, it, because and, and Johnny was baffled. He's like, wait a second now. I mean, you know, yeah, my dad was a mafioso guy, but I can't get that done. And they just had a lot of fun with it. So... <clears throat> that was that. Uh, okay. <clears throat> now on to 2009. We go to the Opie and Anthony program, which was on Sirius XM satellite radio for many years. Well, well, just to give a story to history of these two guys, Opie and Anthony, uh, Greg Opie Hughes and Anthony Cumia, uh, they, they were they were both natives of New York. And Opie was and no, uh, uh, and and Opie has been a radio guy ever since he was 18. He's been in radio for many, many years. And I've noticed a lot of people in the comment section of some Opie and Anthony videos that I've checked out. A lot of people will often write in the comment section that Opie likes to mention that he's been in radio since he was 18. <laughs> and this, I think, was 
the beginning of the end for that program because they started because back in the day, Anthony was a totally different uh, individual. He he had a lot of uh, 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 he did the regular uh, he did regular work uh, uh, like he, he was he was uh, he was an HVAC guy and he wanted out of his job. He he wanted to become famous, so he started doing various elements for radio shows uh, for this radio station, WBAB, in Long Island. Because what happened was, WBAB in Long Island had a show called the Opie Show at night. So, so during the O.J. Simpson craziness, they had a little contest going on. Submit a song about O.J. and Anthony got together with his brothers and uh, and and they did a song called Gunna Electric Shock OJ which was a parody of Sitting on the Dock of the Bay by Otis Redding. And Howard Stern actually played like the first 10 seconds of it and then he bailed out. I guess he wasn't all that interested in it. But that's kind of weird because about 4 months later Anthony shows up on Howard's show, does a Jackie Martling impression, Sam Kennison, Butthead from Beavis and Butthead. Howard loves them all. And Anthony says, hey, can I give a plug for my friend's show? And he's like, yeah, sure. And he, he, he say what it is. And uh, he's like, oh, well, hey, that sounds like a lot of fun. So, 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 uh, so in 19, so, 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 so one night Anthony comes on the show and they, and he and Opie, they instantly start to click. They have a, they, they have a great chemistry together. And so the talk start of putting these guys together for an actual show and so they go to Boston, and they go to Boston, they spend two and a half years there, almost three, no, I'm sorry, three years and a couple of months, because what happened was they wanted, but by a certain time, they wanted out of their contract with WAAF. So they devised a plan. They devised a plan to get out of their contract by claiming on April Fool's Day that the mayor, Thomas Menino, had died in a car accident in Florida. And and Opie through his contacts and radio was able to make it so that it sounded incredibly legitimate. People were calling up, you know, they, they were wondering what was happening, and then they revealed, hey, it was just a prank. Well, it turns out that prank kind of backfired. Well, I wouldn't say backfired; kind of got them what they were looking for, a way out of their contract. Because, from what I heard, was they were having meetings with WNEW to get them out of their contract. And WNW is like, hey, look, you know, if, if you guys can come up here, the quicker you guys can get up here, the better. So so they did that to not only get out of their contract, but also to show the ridiculous the ridiculousness of April Fool's Day jokes. So they do that. They go on WNAW. They have great success there. They bring on Jim Norton. He's a big hit with the audience. Everything seems to be all cool. Then 2002 happens. Sex for Sam which was an event where couples would have sex in public places and the craziest the craziest spot would get them a tour of the Samuel Adams Brewing Company. Well, one of the spots, it was jokingly suggested St. Patrick's Cathedral and this couple actually went in and what I heard was they supposedly did it. I mean, nobody truly knows if the guy took his pants off, but needless to say, the, the guys just wrote out the content and they're like, hey, look, hey, should, 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 we, should, we, should we dump this? And they're like, uh, well, I mean, you know, they haven't said anything dirty. I mean, you know, it's not like it's not like anyone's, you know, I mean, hey, I mean, you might, we might as well just keep it going. And that that started a real shit storm. And then next thing you know, 
A week later, Opie Anthony fired. And then, so they had to sit out their contract. But the nice thing is that, hey, at least they were paid for it. And then in 2004, uh, they signed with XM Satellite Radio. And for a while, the way it worked was they were on a premium deal, premium station, where you could only get it if you paid for it. Then after about six months, they XM decided, eh, let's just incorporate uh, this channel with everything else. So they did that. They had great success there. Then 2006 rolls around, and David Lee Roth takes over Howard Stern's old time slide. It didn't work out. They only gave him three months, basically, and then they showed him the door. So CBS hires back Opie and Anthony, the same guys they dumped four years prior because of sex for Sam. And so they start amassing all these stations, but then as quickly as they get them, they start losing affiliates left and right. Then next thing you know, March of 2009 happens, K-Rock announces a format flip. Next thing you know, Opie and Anthony, boom, out of terrestrial radio stations, they got to do satellite only. So you would think, okay, satellite only, you can be as dirty as you want, you can push the envelope, all that stuff. And evidently, it had just gotten to Opie. And you know how, and I guess you could say this also demonstrates things that happen in life, like the moments where, say, you're hanging out with someone and they do one little idiosyncrasy and it just sets you off or it sets them off or whatever the case might be. Well, that's what happened here. Anthony was uh, just chowing down on some grapes and he kind of moved the spoon around a little bit and 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 I think and I think the microphone kind of picked it up and and he, he says, "Oh, come on. I'm just I'm just having some fun." And Opie got snippy. And then and then holy shit, bar the door. These two guys these two guys were going back and forth and here's a small excerpt and I think it's very telling. Let's listen. Don't worry, dude. This will be over soon. You go your way, I go mine. Oh, Trust me. Oh, I could bring up the fact Trust that you've me. mentioned that 80 fucking times in the past couple of months. Because That people have noticed too. Cause that's, hey, how come Opie keeps bringing that up? Because that's really going to happen. Because it's just time. Because we've done everything. And that's what happened. Five years later, Anthony was out and about in New York just uh, enjoying himself. He took a picture of someone and uh, the individual in question uh, was very upset. Anthony sent out a tweet. Next thing you know, controversy, controversy. Next thing you know, boom, Anthony Cumia fired from the Opie and Anthony show. It soon became Opie and Jim Norton in the morning, then ne- uh, Opie and Jim. Then about two years later, Opie left because, well, he and Jim Norton weren't getting along anymore. And so now it seems as if those two guys, the band is broken up. They're not going to get back together. It's just not going to happen. And so now it seems as if these guys, they love to take pop shots at each other whenever they can. So former friend, friends become enemies. Wow. And that does happen sometimes in life. All right. All right. Now, takes care of that. Now, I want to get into uh, this thing about Cuomo. How And, 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 and I got this clip on Monday. So, uh, so, so some might be a little bit outdated. Um, the, uh, um, this is where, this is where he says that he won't step down. So here we go. And and there's a little, there's a little bit of an update to this as well, but I'll be back with that after this. A former federal prosecutor and an attorney specializing in employment discrimination have just been appointed to head up the investigation into claims of sexual harassment against Cuomo. CBS's Jerika Duncan has the new developments. 
The calls for New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo to step down are getting louder. There is no way I resign. Let's do the attorney general investigation. Let's get the findings and then we'll go from there. I wonder if that's a way of saying, uh, yes, I'm guilty, but I don't want to admit guilt just yet. Well, in all fairness, I mean, well, in all fairness, he's he's the governor, but big shock. He was also a lawyer. Hmm. Isn't that something? A lawyer fucking over people. Hmm. That never happens. Over the weekend, on a list. Of- now, let me just say right now, not all lawyers are like that. That's just the common joke. All right. That's just the common joke. Some lawyers like that joke. Some lawyers don't. A former aide for the governor told the Wall Street Journal Cuomo asked her if she had a boyfriend, called her sweetheart, and once kissed her hand when she rose from her desk. Cuomo said his actions were his way of doing friendly banter. Wait, 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 hold on a second. Friendly banter? Wait, wait, hang on a second now. Let, let, let's rerun the timeline a little bit, okay? I mean, you remember, remember the last guy who said he was just you know, having some fun and just, you know, didn't mean anything by it. Uh, I think his name was Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, because he said, I have horsed around with kids. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you might want to stop right there because that had to be, I mean, that, that right, that, okay. That interview that he conducted with Bob Costas was the ultimate Example of him putting his foot right in his mouth. Not Bob Costas. I mean, uh, Jerry Sandusky. But I digress. Him trying to say he was just making friendly banter. How how exactly is that necessarily clarified friendly banter if you're this big, you know, this big elected official? I can understand maybe if it's just between just average citizens or really good friends. But not this. Not this. Another former aide, Karen Hinton, told the Washington Post Cuomo summoned her to his dimly lit hotel room and embraced her after a work event in 2000. Uh, uh, geez, a dimly lit hotel and he embraced her. Uh, I'm 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 scared. I pulled away. He brought me back. I pulled away again and said, look, I need some sleep. Cuomo denied Hinton's story, calling her a longtime political adversary. Former Cuomo aide Charlotte Bennett. Wait, wait, hang on a second now. If he's going to say that, then why did he try pulling her towards him? If that is in fact the case. And this kind of reminds me a little bit of what happened between Juanita Brock and Bill Clinton. And she talks about th- she talked about this back in 1999, where she went to see him when he was just a senator, and he she was helping out his campaign, and she claims that he was physical with her, threw her down on the bed. She said no, he didn't. He did not resist. Uh, he did not stop. She claims that. He started biting on her lip. I mean, it's 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 really reprehensible stuff that he allegedly did, and I believe her. You you, you can go look up the interview if you want. I, I, uh, it's uh, Winita Brock. Uh, I think if you just Google search it, uh, that clip might pop up. Continuing, he detailed her sexual harassment allegations against Cuomo in an exclusive interview with Nora. What do you think should happen to Andrew Cuomo? I think he should start telling the truth. 
I'm really confident in this investigation. But if this investigation finds that he has conducted himself this way, which he absolutely has, because I have contemporaneous evidence, he should step down. He should step down. Well, it's looking like it's looking like it might happen much quicker because I've uh, uh, because I've heard that uh, they might they're it's looking like they're going to start impeachment processes on this guy. So this guy, I think he's in a whole lot of trouble. And uh, so here is uh, so. Now, last week on the program, I had teased the fact that I might have an Andrew Cuomo song and I do. I originally was going to go with a Mr. Roboto kind of a thing, kind of like a uh, something like a uh, uh, he's a fucking pervert. He's Andrew Cuomo. But I couldn't really think of all that much else in regards to like writing it and stuff like that. Well, uh, no, to the back. I, I started writing it, but then I'm like, eh, I don't know. I, I wasn't too sure about it. And then and then then I decided, eh, you know, I'll just, you know, uh, and, th- and then I started thinking about some other music. And then all of a sudden in my head popped in. Angel is a centerfold. No, I'm sorry, centerfold by the Jay Giles band, and I thought, eh, hey, that might work. Something about Cuomo, and this one is, and this offering is called Cuomo's Got a Fucking Go. So, here you go, folks. Sit back, relax, and enjoy it. When a governor of a state asks a young staffer who is 25 years old if she has sex with older men or if she has sex outside of her relationship, that is not only inappropriate, it is abusive, 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 abusive. It's on broad. He's a fraud. Plus, he's a damn creep. He wants his female staffers to ride his piece of meat. He's just another fake. Plus, he must be insane. Why didn't he talk to Clinton about that famous semen stain? A year's gone by since he struggled with COVID-19. Why didn't he keep his naughty thoughts deep in quarantine? He's an asshole, a douchebag without a soul. Cuomo's gotta fucking go. Cuomo's gotta fucking go. He's an asshole, a douchebag without a soul. There is no way I resign. Cuomo's gotta fucking go. Likes to stare at the rest while he finishes on his chest. He's a fucking pervert, and my friends, that is no lie. Always see him on the news. Next election, he's gonna lose. Every time he sees a gal, he unzips his damn fly. They're soft, luscious bodies. He always likes to touch. The big apple should take a stance and say, We've had enough! You suck! He's an asshole! A douchebag without a soul! Cuomo's gotta fucking go! Cuomo's gotta fucking go! He's an asshole! A douchebag without a soul! There is no way I resign. Cuomo's gotta fucking go! There is no way I resign. Let's do the Attorney General investigation, let's get the findings, and then we'll go from there. There we go. Hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be up on the uh, the podcast uh, a little later on tonight, as well as the Alcoholic Girls song and as well as this episode. All right. Now, I know earlier in the program, I talked a little bit about the uh, uh, the uh, coronavirus, how it's looking like it's almost over. Well, 
here are the uh, CDC guidelines for folks who have been vaccinated. So here we go. I'm going to get it here. Uh, here we go. What the? Oh, come on. What the heck? There we go. Yeah, for, for, for some, some reason, it wasn't firing. All right, here we go. Our first real glimpse of what life could soon be like as more Americans get a coronavirus vaccine. Could be like. Hopefully, hope, hopefully we uh, go back to things, you know, ho- hopefully we can return to what we used to do. New guidance out tonight from the CDC says people who have been fully vaccinated for at least two weeks can now start enjoying a more normal lifestyle, including attending small indoor gatherings with others who have been vaccinated, and they can do it without wearing masks. Yeah, well, that's really cool. I mean, I got I got COVID-19 masks up on teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash L Ross 987. Shameless plug. And uh, yeah, so you can get those if you want to. And I don't know. I now I don't know. Now I kind of feel as if I missed the boat. The CDC also says older Americans who have gotten their shots can now safely visit with healthy family members who haven't received a shot, clearing the way for millions of grandparents to finally see their grandchildren. And while that's welcome news for the 31 million Americans who have now been fully vaccinated, it does come with a major warning from public health officials who say they're worried that too many Americans are already acting like they've been vaccinated, even though they haven't been. Tonight, there are concerned that too many Many large gatherings are starting to happen across the country, including for spring break, all of which could lead to another dangerous surge of infections. Oh, man. Jeez, oh, you know, just what, you know, you know, they, they do make a really good point because just, you know, because just when you think the party's back on, all of a sudden it's like, nope. You got to deal with this now. It's like, oh, man. Now, if that happens, scientists warn those highly contagious variants of the virus could start spreading like wildfire, destroying months of progress. Well, we've got a lot of new reporting on all this for you. Hopefully that doesn't happen. And hopefully we don't have to go back to square one again, man, because, you know, I don't want that, man. I don't want to be like, hey, it's like you're in the clear. The next thing you know, uh oh, we got to do this for another year. Jeez. Uh, you and your family, our team of correspondents is standing by. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Fort Lauderdale. Good evening, Manny. Good evening, Nora. You're right. There are concerns about big crowds gathering for spring break and other events here in Florida. Given that of the more than 3,000 confirmed cases of a variant first detected in the UK, now in the US, more than 20% are in this state. But if you're fully vaccinated, you can now enjoy a bit more freedom. I mean, at least there's progress. All right. Here we go with the report. Tonight, a shot of optimism from the CDC. Ah, ha, 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 very funny. Guidance that all of those who are fully vaccinated have been waiting for. They can now gather with other fully vaccinated people indoors without masks or social distancing. Now we can actually see people's faces instead of seeing these coverings and trying to guess what they look like. Or maybe we probably already know, or I don't know. I don't know. Or, I don't know. Was it a thing to uh, somehow mock ugly people because that's why they got to wear the masks? 
and visit unvaccinated people in a single household who are not considered to be high risk for COVID-19. But they are still urged to wear masks and social distance in public and to avoid travel. I think it's important to realize as we're, as we're working through this that um, still over 90% of the population is not yet vaccinated. Wait, 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 hang on a second now. Over 90, okay, wait, no, over 90% of the uh, population. Okay, so, so there's roughly 350 million some Americans and 31 million, uh, hold on for just one moment, please stand by. Stand by. Okay, so that's about, ele- okay, so that's about like 11% of like, yeah, like, like 11 or 10% of the country has been vaccinated. So yeah, that does make sense. But I mean, hey, we, we got to, you know, we got to wait a little bit. Anyway, continuing. And that is our responsibility to protect those who remain unvaccinated and remain vulnerable. So beginning to open the door to some sense of normalcy for people, but definitely not swinging it wide open. No, this is a first step. This should be a real incentive for people who are not vaccinated to get vaccinated. More students will soon be heading back to the classroom. Nationwide, the number of students attending virtual-only schools has now dropped to less than 24%. Those attending traditional in-person classes is getting closer to 50%. That will soon include high schools in the nation's largest school district. We have all the pieces we need to bring high school back and bring it back strong. Nationwide, Wyoming became the latest state to announce it will rescind its mask mandate, the order taking effect next week. Wyoming will now join 15 other states with no rules requiring masks. Okay, so that's 16 down, 34 to go. Hurry up, before the cops show up. Idaho now. <laughs> oh, jeez. That, that, that's, that's, hang on, I want to play that again. I, I like that. I like that. Hurry up before the cops show up. Idaho never masks with no rules requiring masks. Hurry up before the cops show up. <laughs> okay, here's about uh, Iowa. Idaho never had oh, Idaho. one. Idaho. Masks. Hurry up before the cops show up. Idaho never had one. Wait, wait. Idaho never had one? What the heck, man? So put their potatoes over there. What they put in their potatoes? But a protest over COVID restrictions saw some bringing their children to burn masks. Destroy them! In Boulder, Colorado, this out-of-control party featured few masks and lots of damage. And I wonder, and okay, since it's Boulder, Boulder Colorado, I, I wonder how much weed was being passed around. In Daytona, Florida, hundreds of thousands are expected to gather for an annual bike week. On top of the spring breakers already descending on Fort Lauderdale. Some people look at Florida and think, oh God, here we go with another super spreading event. Last year at this time when we closed the beaches down, it was because we were told that was going to be the super spreader event. It never was. Maybe probably because it never happened or maybe probably because, I don't know, fear? Okay. What else do I got? Oh, jeez. Oh, okay, hang on. Okay, uh, let's see. What time is it here? Okay, 35 minutes past the top of the second hour here on the Lawrence Ross Show. Uh, okay, I want to get into uh, this because this has just been everywhere. <clears throat> it's giving me a bit of an idea. Okay. 
Sorry about that. <clears throat> uh, sorry, I got a little something in my throat. <clears> throat> okay, here we go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, there's a big problem happening in our country at the moment. And it's called cancel culture. This is depriving everyone of fun. And it seems as if it is getting out of control as the days progress. Because you have things that are getting removed. Things that are being questioned. And... It's a very disturbing trend. It is very disturbing because it's getting more momentum because of social media. And I think I know exactly who's behind it. All of these social justice warriors who act as if the world revolves around them and everything should be examined And this, that, and the other, this should be canceled because of this. That should be canceled because of that. Like recently I saw Eminem is now under attack with cancel culture. Are you people out of your minds or something? Eminem is an established name in the industry. He has paid his dues He has enough money to retire if he wants to. But he wants to continue to do what he does best, and that is get in that booth and just bust one, man. And the controversy pretty much got going when somebody was listening to his song, Love the Way You Lied. It's it's a collaboration between him and Rihanna. And Rihanna is a domestic abuse survivor. And the song, Love the Way You Lied, refers to, it's, it's the story of a very toxic couple in that the woman is basically, she's emotionally just, she's broken, emotionally broken. And Eminem plays the part of the abusive man. And the point of that song was to discuss domestic violence in our country. It's a great song. There's a lot of passion. And I think some of it might be autobiographical. I don't know. I think Sing for the Moment, at least the first verse of Sing for the Moment, is autobiographical. I might play that song one of these days because it's a damn good song. I was, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was listening to some Eminem today. I'm going to break at work today. And I just forgot how damn good he was, man. I mean, gosh, dude can flow. He's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, but what about... Who are we doing, bad? What about the pictures of you in that insane clown pulsey makeup? Dude, I can play both sides of the field. <laughs> I think you just told us something there. Dude, shut up. It's not like that. Pervert. Um... So, yeah. So, Eminem is now having to respond to all that stuff. And Disney Plus has taken some movies off their service because they now have to put a disclaimer saying that 
this movie could have this, this, and this, and they got ex- you know they they got to put a disclaimer in front of everything nowadays. It seems like, and that's the worst part of having to be part of any sort of entertainment industry because it seems like you now have to explain yourself ten times over before you can even show people your content anymore. Because if you don't explain it to them properly, then they get offended. And I'm thinking about doing this. And this is where I'd like your feedback on this, ladies and gentlemen. You don't get to get it, eh, Good point, but still, it's worth a shot, isn't it? All right, so sometime this weekend on the show's Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Ross 1987 on my Twitter, at Blind Lawrence, and on my main Facebook page, I'm going to be posting a poll. And it's going to be in regards to an idea for a t-shirt involving cancel culture. And I'm going to ask if people are interested in buying it. And, and if enough people say yes, then I'll go ahead and I'll make the campaign. But if not, well, then guess what? No shirt. That's it. If I don't get enough support, well, then I'm just not going to do it. And I don't have a number for how many people I would like to, you know, like like a like a like a thing where like okay, if ten people say they want it, then okay. I haven't quite said what I'm looking to say about that just yet, but here's the well, yeah, well, actually, you know what? I'll just I'll I'll uh, if, uh, uh I don't want to say you know I don't want to give away too much about it just yet. Uh, but uh, just stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned for the social media posts and uh just uh i just you know i i i hope i hope this goes somewhere i really really do but i'm just so sick of this cancel culture crap because it's just rampant now i mean disney i mean they removed dumbo they removed fantasia they removed the jungle book When is this going to end? When are we as a society going to rise up and tell all, all, all of these social justice warriors, you know what? You get nothing at all with your ridiculous campaigns complaining about how every little thing is a microaggression it's this that and the other we're done with it that i believe is the stance that we as a society need to have because our country was not founded on people crying over ridiculous crap it took people it took people who had the fortitude to say, you know what, Britain, we don't want to be affiliated with you anymore. We're going to war. Sometimes you got to kick people in the ass. You just have to, to tell them to get stuff done. Motivate them. Let's see. The, the, oh, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. What was the other thing I was going to rant about in regards to this, this bullcrap? 
Oh, jeez. Oh, dang it. Oh, you know, I, I, I had something for this, but I totally just... Oh, dang it. Oh, crap. Oh, jeez. Oh, what a way to just totally just run out of fuel fuel on that one. I mean, I, I had something in the chamber, but as I as I was saying my other thing, it just I, I lost track of the other thing I was gonna say. Damn it! All right. Oh oh wait oh wait oh yes oh wait it just came back to me. So there's this bill out in California that's proposing that the boys and girls sections of stores be taken out. And it was started by someone who is a transgender individual. Now, let me just state on the record, I have no problem with rights for people. I have no problem with transgender individuals. But what I do have a problem with is people who shove their views down your throat and tell you this is what we are going to do and it's going to stay that way, and you're going to like it, you're going to respect us, or else we're going to just, we're going to boycott your business. The, you can't have boy-girl anymore, evidently. Now it has to be whatever the hell gender neutral means. I know I've asked that question many times before, but again, I'm very curious. I don't know what gender neutral means. Just Google search it, man. No, I, 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 I don't want to, all right? Um, because it's a ridiculous concept and just show you just how uptight these people, these, these people who just demand social justice happen for everybody and, and nobody be excluded. I remember a couple of years ago, I heard something that just drove me nuts where a bunch of millennials or whoever wanted Santa to be gender neutral. So I did a video about it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Lawrence Ross, by the way, which I really should probably get back into the uh, swing of things because the last video I posted was me just having a complete meltdown over the, uh, over the pandemic because I was legitimately mad about it. And I legitimately had those thoughts at that time. And I've softened up greatly I've I've learned that you know I've 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 accepted the fact that we'll eventually get back to uh, a normal life. I just you know we just have to wait. But still, I mean, if you want, you can go check it out. It's called I'm pissed, and I'm just ranting for eight minutes. I'm screaming. I'm like, what the heck, man? This is bullcrap. This is never gonna end. That's the Cliff Notes version. Um, but yeah, I hope this bill in California dies because by doing this. All they're doing is just introducing a future where gender no longer exists, where the words man and woman no longer exist. So what the heck are people going to... So let's just say that these social justice warriors get their damn way and next thing you know, we all have to abide by these ridiculous rules. What is going to happen years down the road when a teenager... Or whoever, you know, okay, maybe a teenager. Yeah, a te- yeah, okay. What What is going to happen years later when a man introduces his his latest fling, you know, his, his, his latest flame to his family? What the heck is he going to say to them? Hello, gender-neutral individual with the X and Y chromosomes who identifies as George Johnson. And hello to the individual who identifies with two X chromosomes whose name is Martha Johnson. 
This is my gender fluid, gender neutral, two X chromosome possessing girlfriend, Charlotte. How are you all doing this gender neutral, non non binding, non binary evening? That seems to be their mindset. It's either their way or the highway. And I'm over it. I will never refer to someone as gender neutral or gender fluid or non-binary or any of that crap. I was brought up with normal values, you know? Oh, boy. All right. Uh, let's see. Oh, jeez, you know, I only have time for so much. Okay. 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 Uh, let's see. Only, wow, you know, I only have a few minutes left because I want to play that. Because in regards to this whole gender neutral cancel, cancel culture bullcrap we have to deal with currently, I got something lined up from the late, great George Carlin from his 2008 special, It's Bad For You, his, the last one he ever did. In Las Vegas, Navidad. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to be rolling that at the end of the uh, program for you guys. So I got a few minutes left. So uh, let me just. Uh, okay. Let's see. You know, I, I, I really don't have all that much else. Other than. Well, let's see here. What's, what's this here? Uh, let's see. Shoot. All right. Uh, uh, what? You know, I, I really don't have all that much else. I mean, I got to think about training for new cops. I can say that for next week. I got to think about Julius Caesar. I'm going to save that for next week. I got to think about the royal family. I definitely want to save that for next week because next week I should have, if, if, if. <clears throat> If I play my cards right, I should have somebody on from the UK who might be able to uh, help me break this down. I'd like to get this individual's opinion on the royal family because I think it would be pretty interesting get 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 their take on it. And uh, well, I pretty much have all that much else. I mean, you know, I I, I could you know, you know, I could easily just hit the Carlin thing now because I already got it because I already got it attached to the uh, to the outrow. But uh, anyway, I just want to say thank you to everybody for listening. Oh, oh, wait, oh, wait a second. Wait a second. You know, you know, actually, I think this will, you know, this will actually give me a couple minutes to uh, uh, talk about something with you. So, uh, so after work today, yeah, so after work today, I went to the Seven Eleven and uh, decided to uh, go get, uh, decided to go get some beer, and uh, just uh, but went in there and uh, asked the guy, "Hey, you got anything?" He's like, "Yeah, I got a, a twelve pack of Heineken." I'm like, "Hey." All right, I'll try it because I've tried Heineken before from the can, and for some reason, Heineken in the can—I don't know why—it's just like I don't know. I didn't really like it, but I got it in the bottle, and I'm actually—I'm coming around to Heineken. I'm, I'm, I'm actually starting to enjoy it. It—it—it it t- it tastes really good. I—I th- I think I think maybe it took my palate a little bit of time to get used to it. I guess I—I I, I think maybe that was the problem. I'm not exactly sure about that. But what I do know is this. Uh, it's the end of the Lawrence Ross show for this week. Thank you very much for everybody tuning in uh, tonight, either uh, live or on the podcast. 
This episode will be up very soon, as well as the uh, new offerings. So stick around for those. And just everybody, just hey, listen. Have a safe weekend. And see with your heart and do good. I'm Lawrence Ross. And I will see you on the radio, as Charles Osgood, Charles Osgood says. Bye-bye, everybody. Catch y'all next week. Take it easy. I'd like to mention a special kind of bullshit that has taken hold in this country in the last 30 to 40 years. It's a form of bullshit that really only can be called child worship. It's child worship. It's this excessive devotion to children. I'm talking about today's professional parents, these obsessive diaper sniffers <laughs> who are overscheduling and overmanaging their children and robbing them of their childhoods. Even the simple act of playing. Even the simple act of playing has been taken away from children and put on mommy's schedule in the form of play dates. Something that should be spontaneous and free is now being rigidly planned. When does a kid ever get to sit in the yard with a stick anymore? You know, just sit there with a fucking stick. Do today's kids even know what a stick is? You know, you sit in the yard with a fucking stick and you dig a fucking hole. You know, and you look at the hole and you look at the stick and you have a little fun. But kids don't have sticks anymore. I don't think there are any sticks left. I think they've all been recalled because of lead paint. <laughs> Who would have thought that one day the manufacturing of sticks would be outsourced to China? <laughs> but you know something? A kid shouldn't be wasting his time with a stick anyway. If he's four years old, he should be home studying for his kindergarten entrance exams. <laughs> Do you know about that shit? Oh, they have them now. Yeah, yeah. There are places that have kindergarten entrance exams. The poor little fuck. The poor little fuck, he can barely locate his dick. You know, and, and already he's being pressured to succeed. Pressured to succeed for the sake of the parents. Isn't this really just a sophisticated form of child abuse? And speaking of that, speaking of child abuse... Speaking of child abuse, next stop, grade school. Grade school, where he won't be allowed to play tag because it encourages victimization. And he won't be allowed to play dodgeball because it's exclusionary. And it promotes aggression. Standing around is still okay. Standing around is still permitted, but it won't be for long because sooner or later some kid is going to be standing around and his foot will fall asleep and his parents will sue the school and it'll be goodbye fucking standing around. Now, fortunately, all is not lost. All is not lost because at least we know that when he does get to play whatever games he is allowed to play, the child will never lose. 
We know he'll never lose because in today's America, no child ever loses. There are no losers anymore. Everyone's a winner. No matter what the game or sport or competition, everybody wins. Everybody wins, everybody gets a trophy. No one is a loser. No child these days ever gets to hear those all-important character-building words. You lost, Bobby. You lost, you're a loser, Bobby. They miss out on that. You know what they tell a kid who lost these days? You were the last winner. <laughs> a lot of these kids never get to hear the truth about themselves until they're in their 20s. When their boss calls them in and says, Bobby, clean the shit out of your desk and get the fuck out of here, you're a loser. Get the fuck out of here. Of course, Bobby's parents can't understand why he can't hold a job. In school, he was always on the honor roll. Well, what they don't understand, of course, is that in today's schools, everyone is on the honor roll. Everyone is on the honor roll because in order to be on the honor roll, all you really need to do is to maintain a body temperature somewhere roughly in the 90s. Well, he shouldn't be worrying about how he's doing in school. Let's not worry about that because come summertime, he'll be off to camp. Yes, he'll be off to camp, but not to swim and hike and play softball. No, 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 no. Today's child will be sent away to lose weight. He'll be sent to fat camp or computer camp or violin camp or ceramics camp or leadership camp, whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> leadership camp. Isn't that where Hitler went? Specialized, structured summer camps. Gotta keep the little fucker busy, you know? <laughs> Gotta keep the little fucker busy. Wouldn't want him to sneak in a little unstructured time in the woods. That wouldn't be any good. God knows he might start jacking off. You are the motherfucking Antichrist! You've been listening to The Lawrence Ross Show. Email the show, blindlawrence at gmail.com. There's a letter in your mailbox. Follow him on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, all ending in forward slash blindlawrence. Be careful of the fucking wall! Check out his YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Lawrence Ross. Become a fan of the show on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash lross1987. Rate and subscribe to the show on iTunes, or follow the show on Spotify. I search Lawrence Ross. Get out and take your Sacagawea dollars with you. This week's edition of the Lawrence Ross Show Yikes! has just hit the brakes. Keep your ugly fucking gold bricking ass out of my beach community. You lose! Good day, sir! I was making radio shows for fun. Everybody does it. it, it everybody I know does. Shut up! And Baba Booey to y'all. <laughs>